This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. And it is the 26th. This is attorney Mark Nicholson from the Circle City News. And I'm here with Madison and Meredith. It is a triple M, Madison, (laughs) Meredith, Mark. It's just awesome. And it is Saturday, March 26th. And we are going to interview Meredith Hill from the Hill Law Group, all the way from the East Coast. I had a good near and dear friend of mine. And I can't wait to hear all the fantastic things that she's uh, done since she's left Indiana and went out there to the East Coast, the big city. And um, (laughs) Madison will be doing most of the interview of Meredith. So take it away. Good morning, Meredith. How are you feeling today? Good morning. I'm feeling good. Excited to be here. Yay, we're excited to have you. So uh, Mark was telling me that you guys knew each other from a time before. Uh, where did you two meet? Um, so we met back in Indianapolis. Um, well, when I lived in Indianapolis about 10 or 11 years ago when we both worked at the Marion County Public Defender Agency. And we were colleagues together. And uh, that is how the story began. Oh, wow. Is Mark the same guy or is he past decade? Oh, he's the exact same person. (laughs) He's the exact same person. Very nice, very into Batman and all of those other actors behind him. Um, he was always a great resource in the office and he was never afraid to go to trial. And I remember working with him on a case that, or it was a trial that it was continued like four different times. It was like, do you remember that Mark? You had four different, um, days that you were in trial and I was one of your co-counsels on one of the days. Uh, but yeah, Mark was... Mark was a character and is still a character. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's wonderful. So you guys kind of went two different directions, um, starting off in the same place. Do you still do the same type of law or where have you moved to now? No. So I no longer practice criminal law. Um, I'm currently, I live in Maryland now. So after I left Indianapolis, I um, moved to Maryland because that's where I'm from um, in the DC area. And so my practice is focused on estate planning and uh, working with small businesses. Uh, So that's what I focus on. So like writing wills and trust and power of attorneys and medical directives. And so it was a complete shift from where my legal career began back so many years ago. Oh, nice. Do you have a preference with what you did versus what you do now? I'm sure that what you do now, you like more because you're doing it now. Um, But what kind of made you transfer from criminal law, which is kind of heady and a hard subject to do? I can tell that um, Mark gets put through a lot every week with all his different trials and everything. Was that a weight to let go of to, to transfer to a different type of law? Or was it just sort of the most logical thing to do? 
Um, well, estate planning is completely different than criminal law. So it was like letting go of a weight, but I was, to be completely honest, I was really burnt out and I was doing, I started as a public defender. And then when I moved to Maryland, I switched sides and I became a, a prosecutor in Baltimore city. And, um, and then I did, so that was Baltimore city working there. That was insane. The amount, the caseload, um, and I became very burnt out. And then I worked briefly at the department of justice doing criminal law. And then at that point I decided, you know, I want to step out on my own and do my own thing. And then I um, started my practice. And when I first started my practice, criminal law was a component of it, but I just found myself not really being happy with it and just being going back into burnout mode. And so I was trying to focus more on what's good for Meredith mentally. And it was a shift from criminal law. And I shifted to estate planning and it's been a pleasure. It's been a much more enjoyable experience if I'm being honest. Wow. Well, congratulations. What a ride you've taken already in your law career. That's crazy. You've been all over doing all those types of things. It's insane. So um, what made you choose law to begin with? So before everything, why did you say, Meredith, I'm doing law. This is my passion. Um, what brought you to that point? Um, I kind of just fell into it. I was work the summer before my senior year of college. I had this internship where I was literally going door to door to businesses selling advertising space in a directory in DC. And I absolutely hated that. And I quit after two weeks. And <laughs> I um, was sitting outside of like this courthouse in DC and I was on the phone with my mother and like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And she was like, why don't you go inside the courthouse and like, see if you can talk to anybody that would like, maybe you can like intern for somebody. So I went inside the courthouse and I talked to the security guard and the security guard was like, oh, I have um, this old family friend and she owns her own practice in Maryland. Here's her number, give her a call. And so I gave her a call at the next day and she was very gracious. And she set me up with an internship for the remainder of the summer. Didn't know me. We met in person, but like she didn't know me at all. And um, she did family law and criminal law. Uh, and that was my foray into law. And I was like, I really like this. And when I went back to school, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna apply to law school. And here oh. I am. <laughs> wow. How funny. I know mother knows best, right? Get in there. Yeah. Go talk to somebody. <laughs> yes. Do you still talk to the woman that um, gave you that internship? Yeah. So I know. Area? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's still in my area. And when I was first starting out with my um, firm a few years ago, um, I would see her in co court quite often. Um, and so she's still practicing there. And we still. Um, stay in touch a little bit but yeah it's it's amazing how things transpire that this totally. random security guard in dc set me up on my career to, <laughs> to being a lawyer wow. wow that's really a full circle moment that's incredible that's <laughs> incredible 
Yeah, I um, so how did you and Mark um, reconnect just recently? How did that happen? So it was, well, I'll go back to like 2020 in the height of COVID. Um, Mark reached out to me and asked if we could have a, a virtual lunch. And we did. And we just got hopped on Zoom and had lunch together. And just, it was like being back in 2012 all over again. It was like no time had passed. <laughs> and then um, this, so we've stayed in touch since then. And then most recently we talked back in February, I think, um, because I have been seeing like Mark's firm really growing and succeeding. And so I, my firm is reaching a point where we're reaching more growth. And so I wanted to reach out to Mark and get some, some tips and tricks of the trade and oh. guidance. And so Mark was very generous with his time and we connected <laughs> and we had another Zoom lunch and it was very enjoyable as always. Oh, that's great. It's a big family. <laughs> you know, um, it was, it was an honor also to share that time with you and share, you know, whatever knowledge I, I had. I would like to hear a little bit about this state law, like for people that are listening or watching, what really is a state law? Because when I hear it, I think of somebody dies, you know, yeah. um, and can you talk a little bit about what, you know, that mm -hmm. is? Yeah, so there's a state planning and a state administration. And so a state planning deals with planning for your time after you're no longer here, as well as planning for when you are here, but uncertain times occur. So if you end up in the hospital, you want to make sure that your affairs can still be managed and you want to have the, pro the proper people in place for that. Um, and then the, mo the main thing that people think about with estate planning is the after death part and what how your assets will be distributed to your family um, and providing for your family and beneficiaries after you pass away. Um, and it's an area of law that I was not familiar with at all because when people think about estate planning, well, I'll just talk personally. When I thought about estate planning, I just thought it was for rich people and like people that like had millions of dollars. And I was like, I will never need this. And although one day I hope to have millions of dollars. Uh, but I had like my introduction into it when I did this estate planning clinic um, in Baltimore with um, some senior citizens that lived in Baltimore. And I was like, this just makes a lot of sense to have a plan in place so that things can smoothly transfer to your family members. You're not losing a lot of money going through the probate process and probate process is the court process of administering your will. And you're not gonna spend a lot of money on an attorney on the back end with a lot of fighting between family members. So the more I educated myself on it, the more um, it made more sense to me. And uh, it just is a great tool to use to pass on wealth to generations behind us. Um, so they don't have to struggle the way that we had to struggle um, and are the people that came before us. So part of my practice 
is educating people um, and giving like webinars and seminars on estate planning so that people can know exactly what it is. Do you have do you have any uh, webinars or seminars um, coming up soon that people can need to be made aware of? Yes. So my next webinar will be April 27th, I believe. I think that's the date. It's a Wednesday. Um, April 27th, and it will be at noon. So it will be during the lunchtime hour. It's usually about 30 minutes. So you can just come in get some information, you can ask me questions, and then you can um, head out and handle the rest of your day. So it's nothing too long, no commitments, it's just you trying to get more information about the estate planning process. Oh, wow. That's a very smart type of law to be into because it's never gonna go away either. It's a, it's a tool that people can use forever. So um, it's very resourceful. That was a very bright idea. I know you're obviously brilliant, you're a lawyer, but um, that's a very smart law to be in because it doesn't burn you out as heavily um, as other types of law and you're still participating um, and making people's lives easier, go more smoothly because the after death process with the family members is crazy. People get crazy in death and mm -hmm. for you to kind of smooth that out with family and kind of be the, the, the voice of reason with mm -hmm. that is very important. Um, that's a great type of law that I knew nothing about. So this has been very um, informative to me. Well, <laughs> good. Yeah, most people don't. Most people don't yeah. unless like they've had to go through a process with a family member or a friend. Um, and so I get, I get quite a number of people like that who have been through the, the probate process um, or some other horrible experience, you know, like, I don't want this to happen to me. Um, and I want to have the proper planning in place. Absolutely. And I don't know if we said this in the beginning, but you practice where? I practice in Maryland, Tennessee. hopefully, or soon it will be Virginia. I'm just, I'm waiting for my reciprocity to be approved. So right now you're licensed to practice in two states or Maryland, DC, and then I still technically have my Indiana license. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so if you need help in Indiana, I got you. Awesome. Okay, well that's great. Yes, <laughs> still have that in there, so you can do some estate planning for the people here in Indiana as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. The great thing about my practice is that it's mainly virtual. And I do all my meetings on Zoom, which I love. And that was a product of um, the pandemic before it was all like in person, but I had a transition and pivot. So most of my practice is virtual and I don't meet most of my clients until the very end of the process where we're signing documents. Um, but if they're out of state, like if they're in Indiana, um, the signing process would be done like via the mail and I would give you instructions on how to do that. But the bulk of my clients are in Maryland and DC. All right. You have any other questions, uh, Madison? I do. Now that I have two lawyers here, um, for any maybe pre-law students or people unsure about what to do with their career, are there any uh, tips that either of you can give to somebody who's just starting the process of becoming a lawyer? Um, from both sides. Um, you guys started in the same place, but have now ended up in different places. Um, any tips to any young students that are searching for a law career? Um, I would say try to first intern somewhere 
and get an introduction into the law and just see what it's about. Um, and I know like I've had several interns, Mark's had interns, a lot of attorneys are looking for interns. So that'd be a good way. And then, um, you know, take time to understand the law school application process, because I think that's the hardest part about becoming a lawyer is just the application process and finding getting into law. <laughs> and then once you're there, I mean, law school is not that bad. I mean, to some extent, it's not that bad. It's, it's a lot of work, but um, I would say study for the LSAT, um, figure out which schools you want to apply to, look for scholarships because law school is expensive, um, and then um, do well in school. Network too, network. My uh, tip would just be make sure that it is a sacrifice that you want to make. Um, law school is a huge sacrifice in time and also money and your life, which is you know basically your time, right? So if you are going to go to law school, just make sure that that's something that you have kind of researched and and like Meredith said, maybe intern somewhere or, you know, talk to me and know what is what you want to do with your life, because you give up so much going to law school that if it's not something you want to do, you may not you may not make it through law school, because I think that the majority of the people that I knew that did not make it through law school was mainly because of this the time it took up so much time that they're kind of like, ah, it's not really worth it. Or they had, I, we, I went to night school. So most people that went to night school were working during the day and they were already professionals in, in a career. And they realized, ah, maybe I'm not going to give up the career I already have now to do something that I really don't know if I'm going to like or whatever. And then, you know, they end up quitting law school. So that is my huge advice to people is they realize that this is not something that is easy and you'll just be able to whiz wife through it there's a lot of things that make you do that are kind of um uh what's what's in college that they like hazing almost hazing. like yeah it's yeah. almost like a hazing like your first year you got all this work and when you take LSAT to get in and then the bar exam to become a lawyer I feel like mm -hmm. all some of this stuff is like hazing and really doesn't have anything to do with practicing law. But I do <laughs> want to say that uh, we um, um, that uh, attorney Dieter Haynes is uh, is a, another good friend of mine, a practice partner, has commented on the Facebook Live here. She does family law and employment law, so different than what you do, Meredith. So if someone needs any employment law or family law help here in Indiana, contact attorney Dieter Haynes. Um, she commented that you should, um, don't do it for the money, do it for the passion, mm -hmm. uh, as far as that, that advice to people. And that is so true because there's no guarantee that you become a lawyer, that you're going to make a, a whole lot of money. I think the majority of lawyers, depending on what you consider to be a lot of money, I'll just say the million dollars, right? M majority of lawyers are probably, or they're not making millions of dollars. Um, there is money out there to be made if you have passion and you're a good lawyer and you have good business sense, but there are people that are good lawyers that don't really have the good business sense. And there are people that are bad lawyers, but have really good business sense and they make money. So it's just, 
their kind of lawyers are like all over the place unless you're working like at a big law firm obviously you're gonna make a lot of money if you're you know doing some kind of entertainment law and you have big clients things like that you'll you know you'll make a lot of money and um, but if you're gonna if you're trying to be a lawyer to make a lot of money and that's your reason um, then you're probably not going to be happy for the most part or you're going to have clients that aren't happy because all you're trying to do is get money get money and you really don't care about the, the clients and mm-hmm. the good thing is i know meredith known her a long time and Deidre both and i know they both care about the clients they're both very passionate about their their clients and the work that they do yes yeah I, that's a good comment not do it for the money um because unless you, you come out of law school and you're working for one of those big major firms, you're not going to be making much money. Um, like when Mark and I came out and we worked at the Public Defenders Agency, we were not <laughs> we were not making money. Uh, but <laughs> it was a great learning experience, and um, you great you meet great people, but you're not you're not really doing it for the money. You kind of have to pay your dues for that um, and, and bide your time. Um, and a lot of those people that end up going to really big law firms end up burning out after like two or three years and leaving and going somewhere else. Um, it's very rare that someone leaves law school, goes to a big firm, and then stays there for the duration of their career. Because um, it's just the burnout is just very real. Um, and so those jobs are kind of like a revolving door. Right. So a lot of sacrifice. So you've got to make sure that you love what you're doing, then it'll be worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful message. Just one last little question, because I just love architecture. Um, either of you, what is the most beautiful courthouse that you have been, that you stepped foot in, that you've worked at or been to, or if there's a lot of them, I don't know, <laughs> but um, just sort of curious about that. Man, that's a really good question. Because <laughs> you're in DC and that's like beautiful down there, I've heard in Virginia, right? Um, yeah, I actually have never been to any of the Virginia courthouses. I've been to several in Maryland and the ones in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all, yeah, now I'm trying to figure out which one is the best. And of course, it <laughs> has really nice ones as well. Um, I went to the Supreme Court once or twice, and that was a really nice courthouse. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I would say, you know, I was surprised at how nice Baltimore City's courtrooms were. Um, it needs some renovations, if I'm being honest. But overall, it looks really nice. And it's um, it has a lot of marble and like big, ginormous courtrooms. And it's just a really nice uh, courthouse space. Oh, Attorney Deidre Haynes, who does a lot of federal work in the uh, for employment law, has uh, said that um, the federal courthouse here in Indiana, in the Southern District of Indiana, which is in Indianapolis, is a is a nice courthouse. Um, I will stay away. I've practiced in a lot of different um, courtrooms and and um, counties. So I won't get in there and say which one is my favorite because somebody <laughs> might hear it. Hey, you said, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I will say that, you know, Boone County does have a very uh, nice courtroom. Uh, Allen County, there's several different counties that have these older courtrooms that are, are very, very nice. Um, but every courthouse in the state of Indiana is beautiful and is my favorite. <laughs> Let me just put it out there on the record. <laughs> 
I can't, Mark. <laughs> Trying to stay on everyone's good graces. I love it. Of course. Well, listeners, you know now that if you are in Maryland, to please uh, reach out to the Hill Law Group in uh, Maryland. Or if you have been charged with a battery case in Indiana, to please reach out to Mark Nicholson, Law Group of Mark Nicholson in Indiana um, for all the best work in estate sale and in uh, criminal uh, defense. I think I said that right, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and they, I'm pretty much wrapped up today. Mark, you have anything else to, to oh, add? Well, Meredith, did you um, want to add anything? Make sure you say how they can get to your website. Yes, your phone yes. number you can put that out there too go ahead. sure yeah so you can go to my website at thehilllawgroup.com um you can also find me on instagram um under at hill law group and same with facebook you can find me under the same name the law group um and you can reach me by phone at 301-244-9040 or you can email me at meredith at thehilllawgroup.com. Awesome, awesome. And I just thought of one last thing. Um, are you looking to hire anyone? Because sometimes people are looking for work. Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. Um, so right now I'm looking for a legal assistant to help me um, join our practice. We just um, added on or someone will be starting soon as an associate. So I need a legal assistant to join us and help manage the firm with us. Awesome. So and they can reach- and located in Maryland or the DC area, shoot me an email. Okay. And they can reach you at those same uh, places uh, that yes. you already said to apply. Awesome. Yes, yes. Great. All right. Well, Meredith, it was good seeing you and talking with you. I'm glad you're doing well and look forward to talking to you again. I look forward to it too. And thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure and so much fun. All right. Oh, this is such an honor meeting you, Meredith. Thank you so much for coming out today. You too, Madison. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>